0: The whole Duckaroo's machinery has grown to a halt.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Insert Credit, the only show on the internet in which we weekly deliver the loudest news, reviews, tips, and tricks fresh-dripped hot. From the bottom of video games themselves. In each of our 10 wild segments, we have six minutes to puncture your eardrums with the sick truth. If we can't reach a conclusive consensus within the time limit, listeners and participants alike suffer the buzzer. And now, your host, Alex Jaffe. Jaffe. Jaffe.
2: You brought insert credit to church? You are now listening to a podcast about video games. If you would like to experience a conversation about video games without interacting with the speakers in real time, then this is the correct audio file for you. Every six minutes, I will introduce a new topic to my panel of video game experts. Should they fail to resolve the topic in time, a horrible toll shall be paid. I'm Alex Jaffe, and my favorite used game store is CD Trader in Davie, Florida.
3: Whoa! Um, I'm Frank Zaffaldi, and my favorite video game store is uh, the long-defunct used toy store chain in Las Vegas called Replay Used Toys and Things.
1: Lost toys and things? What? What was it called? Replay? Did I say
3: lost? I said Replay Used Toys and Things was the name of the store. It shut
1: down in like 2003 or something. That doesn't make no sense. I, uh, I, my name is Tim Rogers, and my favorite used game store is one that is in Udayasu in Chiba, Japan. Uh, I, I talked about my friends who, uh, they lived, uh, they lived in Udayasu and they had w- w- all year round passes to the the, the Mickey to Mouse the Disney. place, Disneyland, whatever. The, the, the Mickey Mouse place, yeah, that one, the MMP, uh, My Hama's the name of the train stop on the Keio line. There's a game store near there that I used to go to all the time whenever I went to visit those friends who lived by the sea and went to Disneyland twice a week and it's, uh, it's called Kikujiro and I liked that store it was just a big huge store and inside there was just a giant giant net like a ship net that was full of Famicom cartridges hanging from the sky from like these wooden rafters only out in Chiba uh, can you find anything near Tokyo that has this bizarre spaciousness that's my favorite game store. I have fond memories of going in there. Never bought anything, but just... Uh, probably would have bought some stuff. It's a good place. It's hard for me to choose my favorite game store because I
0: got... I go to a lot of them. You know? Well, what's oh, your name oh, first? I'm, I'm, I'm Brandon Sheffield. Yeah, that's what I forgot to add there is is my name. Yes, I'm Brandon Sheffield, and my favorite game store is all of them. No, uh... I guess I'll say the favorite game store close to me is Phoenix Games in Concord, California, because they they always got some new stuff coming through there, and, and they, they exist still. They exist. That's one of the big key factors with them is they're they are around, and you you can continue to buy things there. There's some I like in Japan. There's some I like elsewhere. There was a good one in Sacramento that I went to recently. Forgot what the name was, but um, it, it's. It's the game store in Sacramento that has the worst reviews. Yeah. It's yeah. It's full of people being like, these games are too expensive. The staff are all jerks and, uh, you should definitely go to this other store. And the other store is run by someone who is extremely one of those like patronizing comic store guy kind of people. And the store that has the bad reviews is just run by a chill dude who was hanging out with his bros playing smash bros and uh had a bunch of great prices i bought a bunch of genesis and saturn and sega cd games and he gave me a deal on all of them because i bought a bunch and i was like this this is great i don't know what everyone's talking about the end i don't remember
2: what it's called <laughs> my local used game store is run by a guy named george but we all call him geo as in neo geo
1: oh, oh geo geo rg Exactly. Yeah, calling G-O-R-G. I just want to say that um, I, I said Kikujiro. That's a film by Takashi Kitano. The store's called Tokujiro. That's the name of the store. Sorry. All right. That's, Is uh, that still open? It's got to be. That store was one of those places that had been there probably since the God darn VHS VCRs were a brand new thing era. I think they probably stuck it out. I also oh. like a place in uh, Shiki called Rom House that I have my fondest memories of. My absolute fondest memories of game stores. It's probably not a very good one, though.
0: You wrote that into some uh,
1: insert credit articles. Indeed. The Shiki Rom House, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I love talking that's about That's on Shiki Emulator Street,
1: Street, right? <laughs> yeah. Rom House. God, I love the place called Rom House. It's fantastic.
2: Uh, I'm going to get on to our first question. I was the winner of last week's episode by my own Fiat. Congratulations. So, <laughs> thank you. Congratulations. Uh, so you won, et cetera. Here's, so here's my first question jigsaw puzzles are there good ones and how can we improve them
1: well i know there's hmm. some bad ones so if there's bad ones the logic follows there must be good ones correct comparatively i imagine probably unless I, they're I all put bad together on a on a live stream at my uh, my job i put together most or half of a puzzle with my buddy that was a uh, mario and it was just like a cg of mario cg render of mario and the words super mario on a red background and it was like 90% just red. That's a that's either a really bad puzzle or a great puzzle, yeah,
0: depending on what you like. There's a there was a jigsaw puzzle game that recently came out for the Switch and they have a physical release of it, but it has a big banner on the top that says no game card included. So it's a box that you can buy that just has like a sleeve of paper inside and there's like a download code a I mean, download
3: code to get a a digital video game that represents <laughs> a physical game.
0: Right, and it's uh, so that I I would say that's probably a bad jigsaw puzzle there, but the in the the actual act of getting the game is a jigsaw puzzle in itself. So maybe that's kind of good.
1: Hmm. So that's what I'm saying about about god darn video games that people just want to they, they just want something to put on a shelf. That's weird. Why is, would you, Why uh, would you want that to put on your shelf? A jigsaw puzzle game. What if they released a
2: jigsaw puzzle game, and it came with just a bunch of loose jigsaw puzzle pieces, and when you assembled them, that was the box for the game? Nice.
3: Mm. I'm into it. I mean, I, I, I'm more tempted to uh, riff off of Tim's conversation here than talk about jigsaw puzzles. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's hear it. What do you got? What do you got? Uh, uh, well, I wonder if I, I wonder what the age demographic is for physical game buyers. And I suspect that it skews older and that younger people don't care. And I base that on me not caring and being young at heart.
1: <laughs> Excellent. I would say the same.
0: I can say that as a as a frequent attender of video game stores, uh, when they're not under quarantine, I have seen many a youth go into a place and be like, I gotta get Turok, N64 I gotta get the cartridge because that's the real experience and you get it so I you know there's there's some kids out there who are drinking the YouTuber poison <laughs> and thinking that that physical is is the best and like looking out to be like okay this game is on multiple platforms what was the first one What what well, is the original because that's the best
3: yeah and also I mean really the only way to prove your worth as a gamer is to have the largest shelf behind you uh, while the camera's on
1: yeah. Oh yeah, I gotta get me one of those. You gotta get a gamer shelf, Tim. Nobody will take me seriously till I do. Come down here and borrow mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just send it over for a couple of days. I'll send it back.
3: The puzzle thing, though, I feel like the the point of a jigsaw puzzle is to just have an excuse to have a social activity with someone. I, I guess there are single-player puzzles, experiences. I've never I've never done a jigsaw puzzle by myself, but I've quite enjoyed putting them together with someone that i like yeah so i don't know that i've ever experienced one where we got mad in a bad way it was more like getting mad in a going to war (laughs) together way so i don't i don't know that i've had a bad jigsaw
1: did you ever experience a jigsaw puzzle where you pick up the phone and call somebody go dude you gotta come over here (laughs) and and help help with this jigsaw puzzle it rules do you never had that <laughs>
3: i've never had that one no so Too i man. actually
1: think maybe the all red mario puzzle was a quote unquote good jigsaw puzzle because yeah? we put together the mario very quickly which felt good and then the difficulty curve spiked and now we just had to put together the red stuff and we were able to just sit there and converse for the duration of a live stream while putting together a red puzzle pieces <laughs> and yeah, it that's was probably good yeah, maybe the perfect jigsaw puzzle has no picture at all. The, the dark I, I souls of jigsaw puzzles.
0: <laughs> I can't possibly be the first person to have thought of this, but it it feels like there ought to be a way to introduce a jigsaw puzzle into a larger game experience where putting the jigsaw puzzle together reveals, you know, critical information not just the picture that it is, but like yeah. which pieces go together determine the the, the number of a something, a safe, or whatever. You know, that that's a very trivial and basic idea, but I feel like there's got to be some I'm folks sure, integrating it into ARGs or whatever.
1: I'm sure somebody with a personal Unity license is working on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I have a personal Unity license, so Who I'm doesn't? not disparaging those. Somebody, I mean, they're free, man. Anybody can start making a Unity game for free. Just where do we
3: mind. sign up, Tim.
1: <laughs> it's unity3d.com because I That's think right. unity.com is uh, much more expensive. Yeah. They probably just uh, didn't bother. Yeah, it's unity Wait, it is unity.com now. I think they got the unity.com. Good work. Good for them. Congratulations. Wow. I believe it, wow.
0: Wow. Can you ever just call it unity3d because I, I was doing that for a long time since it was unity3d.com I just felt like it would be, a, you know, pay respect to the website <laughs> and, and
1: refer to go. it
0: as unity3d.
1: Got to love that URL.
0: So is 3D
3: its maiden name? Did it it just change to Unity? It's
1: just
2: Unity now. That must be it. All right. Let's go on to our next question. Okay. Question number two. Mm
1: -hmm. Goat
2: simulator, untitled goose game, Uh now man eater. Uh What should be the next real world animal that takes the video game world by storm?
1: Chickens. Kangaroo Jack. Big boy rhino (laughs) game. Mm, Okay. We did not reach consensus on this. I'll (laughs) hear all
2: your arguments now.
1: Okay.
3: My wife for fun makes Twitter bots that uh algorithmically generate things. She has one called uh Tiny Castles. It's probably her best one and it generates castles uh in the style of uh what's her face? That that uh it's a small world artist that was at Disney Forever. She is currently prototyping a chicken generator and I just want to see like a proper full 3D Unreal Engine Chicken character generator where you got your slider for things like breast size and beak curvature, mm-hmm. uh, comb, yeah, comb, yeah, feather, feather types, and you know you you hit Y to randomize the chicken, um, and then tweak it from there. And I don't know what the game is, and I don't think it matters what the game is. I think the world needs a chicken generator.
0: Yeah. So I'd I'd definitely go in for a flying squirrel game. I would have a fun time with that because you got your you got your climbing and your gliding. And those are two things that people really like about Assassin's Creed. And so, you know, there's there's this popular thing these days of taking a popular genre and and kind of putting an animal in it like Skatebird, etc. Is 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 Tony Hawk with birds in it. And so you could have kind of an Assassin's Creed, but you're not. You're not trying to assassinate anybody. You're trying to, you know, gather nuts, keep them away from predators, hide them in your in your storehouse, climb up real high, swoop down, get some stuff. I think it'd be pretty fun. I'd play okay, that. Okay, first
1: of all, Assassin's Creed doesn't have gliding in it. Okay, I know it doesn't have gliding, but it has that it jump. Has, from it has jumping point. from very high heights yes. and landing yes. directly beneath you in like a in a there's, t.Here's very little, very little forward movement on the on the falls. I'm I think you're, you're you're thinking of the game Zero, the Kamikaze Squirrel, a uh, <laughs> pseudo-sequel to Arrow the Acrobat, in which you do play as a flying squirrel.
3: Which was the basis for the original Assassin's Creed, I believe.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. That game's very expensive now.
1: I think we already have enough games where you basically control a rhino. Uh, y- usually one with a gun. I'm talking about people. I'm talking about Call right. of Duty and Gears of Gears War. Gears of War. I've just been playing The Last of Us over here. Your guy feels kind of like a rhino in that game. I think we might as well just have a real rhino. And you're out there just hecking up like uh, poachers, making yeah. a period piece, you know? You're Theodore Roosevelt era, and you're out there just knocking Humvees over with your horn, sprinting around. Get
0: Taito's growl license.
1: And you drift really hard when you turn. Oh, yeah,
0: I
3: love that. Is it? Does he do the, uh, what was his name, Rambly? Ramby, Ramby the Ram, Rhino. Ramby, yeah. So does he do the Ramby thing where, uh, when he gets close to something,
1: he he kind of arcs his head up. And, yeah, and, he, and, he, and spikes he, he, it. He he basically field goal kicks things. With, yeah. Uh, can you just imagine running up like Teddy Roosevelt is there with the, the gun in his hand and his mustache is all like spinning like a pinwheel and <laughs> he's like terrified out his bones and yeah. he's like kind of uh-huh. hunkered down in sort of a bow legged horse riding stance. Mm-hmm. And you just come sprinting at him, you just hammer in the you've got like your rear leg button and your front leg button, and you're just hammering him back and forth, and you come Ooh, up yeah. at him and you lower the horn and you just like punt him up into the sky and just, oh and it
3: and it's like it's kind of slows down right at that moment where yeah. it's going to make an impact yeah it just feels
1: really good knock both of his monocles off and blood just comes pouring out of his <laughs> his groin area just like somebody spilling a gallon of milk, a gallon of spoiled milk into the toilet, just like big old chunky red black blood spilling out of him. And then you What's turn around. What's this game called? Uh, I don't know. Well, I right. think it's the un- Unreal 6 demo. <laughs> it's called it's called Unreal Rhino Game. <laughs> Rhino Rampage. Unreal Rhino Game. Rhino 3D. It's, it's a period piece, and you Rhino can also... <laughs> Maybe there's some pesky zebras that you can gore as well. You just go around goring things. Oh, but you might
3: like get RPG upgrades that make the zebra fight by your side. Yes.
2: Oh, I was thinking you upgrade the horn. Like you get cust- you get to customize the horn. You can put like jewels and stuff on it.
3: Well, you can. You, you got all kinds of upgrade.
2: The rhino's you know? horn
3: is made out of hair.
2: Yeah.
1: So you can style it. Yeah, you <laughs> can put style like a barrette it. in there or something. I think it would be a real good game.
0: Uh, I'd like to be able to gather a troop of the other types of rhinos. Like, you know, you got your African rhinos of various types, but there's like, get some extinct rhinos in there, you know, mm. just like get a, get a rhino group together. I mean, obviously you'd want to just play as one rhino primarily. Oh,
2: is the, is the ultimate unlockable a Triceratops?
1: Oh yeah. I'm going to tell you what about rhinos. Rhinos are basically their nature's truck is what they are. You sure know. built rhino tough they're uh they're, they're nature's truck mother nature's truck that's it <laughs> so i think i think there's there's
3: rhino boss enemies to fight and you can go the aggressive route and actually murder them but there's some significantly more difficult oh, uh, non-aggressive <laughs> way of fighting them that yeah. if if you succeed in that mm-hmm.
1: then they join you I think the Queen of England comes by in her Land Rover and goes, and and it's like, look at that aggressive brute. (laughs) Quite an aggressive brute. (laughs) And then you just come by and you gore her Land Rover.
2: Question number
3: three. It better be about the rhinos.
2: (laughs) If all single player games from now on had to be set at the exact same length of time, what would that time be? What you mean the length? Yes. Of the game. Single-player
0: campaign length. Exactly. Ooh. That's an interesting one. I, I I
3: recently said on Twitter this was six hours. I don't know if that's what this question's based off of. Um, I don't know if I necessarily believe six. I think it's probably more like 12.
0: What, your ideal or? My ideal, yes. Oh. That's longer than I would pick. Yeah, twelve like-
3: is 12 is long. Six is... I think it's six to just run through the story. And it's about 12 to go do all the side stuff.
0: Okay. I kind of like a four hour game, but that's, I don't know, Uh, six could, could work as well. I like something that I feel like I'm going to finish it in, you know, three sittings or something like that. I'm going to spend a couple hours here, but you know, side quest stuff. Yeah. If, if that extends the length of the gameplay, that's, that's pretty good. Twelve Hours is, is alright. I think that that Uncharted... Uh, which one was it? The newest one, which four. is... Uh, no, The Lost Legacy, which came out after four. That was a pretty good length. I think it was about eight hours, and it didn't yeah. didn't outstand, outstay its welcome, which I really liked about it. It was like, have this experience, enjoy it, see you later.
1: Well, I, uh, I just played through most of the the game The Last of Us in the last uh week or so. I've been I've been going back and replaying parts and portions of it. And I gotta say, I think that game is just about the perfect I've played it many times before. I played it I've played through it three times before. So that game is very much I think the perfect length and I think it does the right thing with its length. What is it's the about, length of it? About ten, eleven hours, ten, eleven, twelve, something mm. like that. It's not long, but what it does is it has levels. There's the there there's they're just these big, big old level encounters where it's like there's twenty dudes in this downtown district, of this ruined Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and you've got to get into the top floor of that building all the way across the way, and there's maybe like a hundred and fifty different ways to do that, right? And whichever one you choose. I mean, they're not, they're not exactly drastically different. Whichever one you choose, that's how the story went in your playthrough. But as you play, these little things add up in the back of your mind where you're like, oh, I could have done that a little bit better. I could have done that more like this, or I could have done it like this. And eventually, by about three quarters of the way through the game, you're just thinking, oh, I, wanna, I could play this game again. Maybe I'll give it another shot. And then maybe you do, and then maybe you don't, but you get to the end and you're like, I'd play that again. What what greater opinion is there to have of a short ish video game when you finish it than I'd play that again someday, even if you don't ever play it again someday, right? Yeah. 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 I think that's pretty good. And it's uh it's kind of a neat little magic trick that game does. And that new one's coming out, and I think that new one's probably like seeing all these I don't know, have you you ever see Twitter when uh <laughs> unfortunately uh, yeah I've seen it (laughs) when there's like a new AAA game coming out and uh, I saw this The Last of Us this week where there's just like every video game critic's like I'm not allowed to tell you about what I think of the game but I've got it and I'm writing a review of it because I mean I, I was on the other side there I played God of War a month before it came out and I remember Sony being like on April 1st you can tell everyone that you're playing the game on Twitter but do not post a screenshot I just, I remember that. And I remember being like, Am I expected? Am I supposed to do this? (laughs) And then I did, (laughs) and I got like 800 retweets out of it. I'm just like, I'm playing God of War. Oh my God. So, anyway, what I'm thinking is. You're lying. I'm scared that this, The Last of Us 2 is going to be like 30 hours long because uh, I see very well how they could. And I think that game possesses. Frank, you played The Last of Us, right? Um, I played the first four hours twice. Oh, you played the first of it. Yeah, I played <laughs>
3: the first of us.
1: Yeah, uh, you played the first of it. Um, uh, yeah, I think it does a good thing with length, where it has all this stuff, all these systems in it that modern games have, like crafting and such, right? But all the crafting is done in the moment, out of like improvised materials. It's like part of the game. It's like I'm going to craft a health kit because I have enough stuff to craft it. I'm going to craft a shiv. So if somebody grabs me, I can knife them in the neck, right? Like, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, now games. How many
0: grandmas are you going to be able to garrote in Last of Us Two? Probably a lot of them.
1: Oh, is there a scene where there's a? Am I? I'm hearing something about what? What is this? There's like a, a picture of somebody with a PlayStation Vita getting getting strangled or whatever. Is yeah, that What there, it is?
0: There's just a. There's a lot of. Uh, that game is a pretty bloody game in a way that does not
1: appeal to me. Uh, bloody brilliant <laughs> hey nice i think i think the game does uh i mean i you know far be it for me to be the person to decide upon this but i think it does a fairly decent job of of uh making its violence seem sad on purpose is that i would uh, agree with that is that I, enjoyable absolutely. to
0: interact with though I, I can't imagine that
1: uh it's there's 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 a catharsis that kind of creeps in it's its own kind of thing. I mean, I guess I'm making a re- this is my next video review that I'm doing is The Last of Us 1 just to Maybe
0: I'll watch it and find out. Yeah, it's going to be can. a it's going to good I one. I don't think I can play that game with those sounds that they have. I just that's that's the main limiting factor that is stopping you know me. The weird me sounds from all these that zombies, zombies make. Yep, I can't
1: yeah. I can't listen to those. Those guys are weird.
3: Anyway, I think I think length is based on the uh I'm going to add this in real quick is is based on whether it's, you know, like a triple A game or something else. So when I'm saying six to 12 hours that's like the big movie game yeah uh but if it's like the small indie game that i pay 20 bucks for i am totally happy with three hours
1: yeah i say give me a uh, if you're you're talking prestige give me a hot fresh replayable 10 to 12 hours okay
2: Uh, question four what is the best non-dance game original soundtrack to dance to
1: interesting the best non-dance game yeah Interesting question.
0: Not a big dancer myself. But yeah. yeah. But I think that Sonic R soundtrack is pretty good. Pretty much anything that Richard Jakes has been involved with gives you that kind of uh, not quite Eurobeat, not quite 90s club scene. It's it's. It, I guess it's very, if you were in the year 2000, <laughs> that <Sure>. would be <laughs> the perfect thing. You know, you to have dance. to
1: survive. You have to keep the dream alive. Yes etc. Yeah. Indeed. Good songs.
0: Very good songs, good lyrics. Uh people may or may not know this. Maybe I've said this on this very show in the past, but he all those lyrics were just based on him getting sent Richard Jakes the composer of that music for Sonic R. He got sent just renders or like sketches of the backgrounds and so there was one that looked like there was a city in it, so he was like living in the city, you know you have to survive, etc. Because wow. he's like, well, there's a city, and the, then wait, there's wait. He wrote,
3: he wrote, gangsta's paradise. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> and then there's one that he was like, oh, this looks like a factory, and so that's why he was doing that. Work it <laughs> out, work it out, make it happen. So it's a lot. It. Rules. It's, it's it's the best. The back in time one was he saw a pyramid and he's like, oh, it looks like ancient Egypt. Okay, we're going back in time. I love it. He just it's he just wrote what he saw. He also <laughs> did so some simple. songs
1: for uh he did some songs for Jetset Radio as well. Oh yeah. Which are also some pretty good ones. He did some yeah, good ones.
0: Was, yeah, you could definitely that's a danceable soundtrack as well. Oh sure. and uh Space Channel Five, of course, is designed that, well I guess. That, that is
2: that's a, a rhythm game, that's, though, isn't it? That's kind game. of a dance game. Sorry.
0: Sorry, you're right. I'm getting too far. Right.
2: right.
1: I think uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. Yeah. You know, if you want to have a good birthday party, you put that soundtrack on. <laughs> Yeah, everybody must
0: dancing like their limbs are going to fall off.
3: Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good dance game because I just want to sort of make these really sharp jutting motions (laughs) and and probably hurt a joint in the in the process. So I don't. I don't. I I think that it would make me dance, but I I would not be happy with the uh, effects of me having danced. That's a good one,
0: though uh man there's so many so many games with good music out there that I don't know i I think that uh you could you could have a, a nice nice kind of um contemporary dance you know like interpretive modern dance to the near soundtrack oh sure like the the someone who's doing that classic like uh they get birthed and then they die and then they're rebirthed again within the dance I think you could do that with near.
2: Really I handling. actually had a friend who did an interpretive dance to a track for me, or so spot on. I think that was the correct choice.
3: Yeah, if your head involuntarily moving counts as a dance, then I, I danced through a whole lot of Sayonara Wild Hearts." Oh, that yeah. does not count. Okay,
1: I played a little bit of that game.
0: It's too bad. There's not really. I mean, okay. If let's let's put you in the scenario of you're wearing a white shirt with a pastel sweater. Tied around it, maybe you got some khakis on. You're on a boat. Uh, I think you could kind of like do one of those little shuffle dances to all of those jazz fusion games of the '90s. Every PC Engine game, like Ys or Dragon Slayer, etc. I feel like uh, you could get a, a nice groove going on those.
2: Like uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2.
0: Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's
1: let's ask a slightly different question then. If you were a figure skater, what piece of video game music would you figure skate to? So Ooh, a, I
0: like this question. It's a good one and a tough one, but uh I mean it'd probably be Toot Toot Sonic Warrior. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. A- any anything in Turtles in Time is way too dangerous. <laughs> no, right?
2: yeah. For, no, yeah. no, no just, you would carve your leg clear off.
1: I would do sewer surfing and I would paint the ice red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's what I would do.
0: I you know, uh, I might do um there's a, what is it called? F1 Challenge, I think, on the Saturn. It has those, those like perfect late 90s rock music soundtrack that just sounds like, you know, some producer with really long hair that was like, yeah, dude, yeah, really, really put their best efforts into it. Like a, a whole, whole bunch of Los Angeles session musicians got together to make this, this rock soundtrack. I think, uh, something in there would be good for me for my for my ice skating routine.
3: Actually, I was just exploring the Saturn a little bit and I played this uh Necronomicon pinball game. Do you know this the one? The
0: exact same vibe of music is what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like soundtrack by the Dream Theater guy and you yeah. play some pinball. So yeah. maybe yeah, that one.
0: Yeah, that, man, that that's a How did that soundtrack wind up in that game? <laughs> I don't <know>. It's it's <laughs> if if you all haven't heard it, I recommend go and check out <laughs> necronomicon pinball and then and there's another one whose name is escape uh last gladiator Mm, something but there are two of them and they're both these like rock and rock soundtracks that are very well put together it's confusingly good kind of cheesy going for it metal music yeah and it's in this pinball game that's a relatively serious pinball game i guess
2: weird yeah uh on to our next question uh i have some good news folks Because it's time to head back to the improv zone. Oh, heck? Mm.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, I'm going to experiment with this format a little bit, changing the time limit from six minutes to four minutes. uh, See if that uh, alleviates a little bit of the pressure. Here is the scenario. Frank, you're an effusive 90s video game magazine writer. Brandon, you're a YouTube video game reviewer with 20 million followers. Oh, no, I'm the worst. Tim? You're Brandon Sheffield, writing for insert credit circa 2001. <laughs> okay. Wait, there were no you...
1: YouTubers in 2001, though. No. Uh, or in the it... 90s.
2: No. Uh, you're, all to... you're all together in another world of time at an amusement park, reviewing the attractions.
0: Go. Ah. Okay, well, hey, guys. What we're seeing here is uh, we, got the new, we got the new attractions. I think um, they made this in about two weeks. Uh, it's looking really nice.
3: How many it's, megs?
0: Uh, oh man. Yeah. How many megs they got? Let's see if we can find somebody. Uh, sir, 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 sir. I don't think he works here. <laughs> like, and subscribe. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, over here we got, what is this? It's a, it's a, it's a roller coaster. It's roller um, coasters are
3: for children.
0: Uh, yeah, maybe they are for children. I got a lot of children in my sub, subscriber group what do we, what what do these guys talk about <laughs> i'm i'm breaking character i'm sorry uh uh hmm <laughs> shoot they got me on this one i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling i'm feeling the pinch uh I, i've watched so many, so few of these guys and how I does brandon say, sheffield feel about am I this supposed to say something racist yet or do i wait a little longer <clears throat> Brandon Sheffield has muted himself and left chat, so that's, that's nice. That's handy. Thank you. Thank you very much, Brandon Sheffield, for the assist. Two for a tip. But you know, I think I I'm think sorry. That if I'm we,
1: sorry. I was in the bathroom. what? if we?
0: <laughs> I think if we if we come down to it, that's probably what Brandon Sheffield might have done in 2000. Oh, that apparently.
1: that was the joke, actually. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah so, I
0: yeah. loved the bathroom back then. Anyway, uh, back back to this amusement. <laughs> back to this amusement park. Uh. I don't know as 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 a venerable oldster of of this industry, uh, Frank. L- listen,
3: man, you don't you don't uh, you don't even know, man, what? How, back- what it's like. You don't you don't know how to be critical. Uh, you don't know how to uh, talk back to the game companies. Back in the uh, day,
0: wouldn't they have flown you out here by by yourself and given you a lavish party? See, that's what I'm, I feel. That's like. That's
3: because of uh, the worth that I provided. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I single handedly mm. decide uh which games succeed and which don't.
0: That's amazing. Do you have any drugs? <laughs> oh so many. <laughs> okay. That's good because uh I'm interested in trying those live here on YouTube in front of you all. Uh like and subscribe. And then I, <laughs> I uh you know I'm gonna share my my results with you uh as as this happens. What do you got, Frank? Uh
3: drugs of various kinds
0: nice i will take one i'm actually choice.
3: 18 and underpaid and i've oh, right. never done drugs and i'm sorry yeah i lied course. about drugs. but we've
0: all talked about them a but lot. playing
3: this game makes me feel like i'm on drugs yes
0: yes i get it i'm feeling it okay now i'm gonna high dive off the top of this uh roller coaster for the the viewing pleasure of you my <laughs> my delightful audience uh we're- we're- we're reaching the top, we're nearing there, okay, now I'm gonna see- oh, uh, they're telling me I cannot leave this, because they're all- uh, I cannot leave the- the cart, I have to keep my hands and arms inside, uh, because they're all narcs, and, uh, <sighs> you've ruined my video. Like and subscribe. Are we done yet? Uh,
2: yeah, I'm- okay. I'm waiting for an end tag from Brandon Sheffield here. That's
0: Brandon Sheffield's contribution with, uh. (laughs)
2: Okay. I think we can count that as our buzzer noise. Uh, Once again, I'm going to have to award uh, Tim as the winner of that segment. God darn it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back after a short break. Hey, I'm Alex Jaffe, the questions guy from the Insert Credit Show. I want to take a moment to thank everybody for supporting us on patreon.com slash insert credit. It's been really nice to see you all come back and give us such a warm welcome after our self-imposed exile after all these years. Uh, So as a show of thanks, uh, next week we'll be taking the requests of many of our Patreon backers to do one of our old ranking episodes, where we take an hour or an hour and a half to uh, meticulously rank the best video games in a certain set. And this week we're going to be doing PlayStation 2 games. So we're going to sort the favorite PS2 games of all three of our panelists, but we may just factor a few of yours in there as well. And you can make sure to get in on that by sending an email to show at insertcredit.com with the subject line PS2. Just mash a bunch of video game names in there. Uh, Probably make sure that those games are playable on the PlayStation 2 or we'll get real mad.
1: Thanks. Bye people make fun of it but it's true driving <laughs> drunk it's hilarious that's a joke no it's not all right make sure that makes it into the show Blaine. here we go welcome back
2: to insert credit oh, it's yeah. time for our weekly patreon questions <sighs> you can submit a question for this segment by subscribing to patreon.com insert credit this question comes from esper esper asks Brian Eno once suggested that while almost nobody bought the album Velvet Underground and Nico, Mm -hmm. everyone who did went on to start a band. Uh huh. What is the video game equivalent?
1: Braid. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. That's a fun (laughs)
0: question. I I just want to have a a small Brian Eno
1: anecdote. I call him Brino. Am I the only one who calls him Brino? Yeah. I hope that's not a violently uh, obscene word in some Scandinavian language. Probably. So,
0: Brian Eno made this this tape called Thursday Afternoon, and uh, it's it's a VHS tape that you can purchase, and it was designed to be the first vertical video, I guess, um, and you were supposed to put your TV set on its side in order to watch it. So, you know, like, that's... Uh, oh, I see where you're going. That's pretty cool. Go- I mean, that's... That's, yeah, that's pretty That's good. really all I have to say about it. It's just... Ex- extremely cool so maybe maybe where you're going is more interested interesting than where i was going
3: oh see i I thought you were gonna say that that is what inspired uh the vertical video that we all take now
0: on uh phones oh yes definitely no i i I feel (laughs) like it might have possibly been um yeah the natural conclusion of that i don't think vertical video sucks
1: (laughs) okay first of all i just i just want to say that i'm brandon (laughs) sheffield from 2001 and i bought the Velvet Underground and Nico when it was released, and I didn't start a band. That's what Brandon <laughs> said. Sheff- <laughs> yeah. well, I think
3: that's a pretty good, a pretty good assessment.
1: <laughs> that's actually um, not but- obviously obviously not true. But what if yeah. it was? Um, I I think this is this is one of those things I've heard uh I've heard this quote a lot about that particular record from that particular uh Let's just go ahead and say uh, Brino, wonderful individual, right? Right. Good there's music some, on there. He's a, he's a good know. guy. I've heard. Probably. I've heard this one I'm pretty. Yeah. I mean, you know, God, God forbid he's not. Um, wonderful individual. <laughs> should, should we pause the podcast and do some research? <laughs> sure good, <laughs> good. Good. I, th- quote. I think
0: he's still in the in, at least in the gray area of of nobody knows enough specific bad things <laughs> about him.
1: So basically, we're talking what's a video game that did not sell super well, and then everyone who bought it ended up. Making video games and getting just like big boy style rich. Yeah, is that I, what we're I, th- saying? I think
3: that's most of the 80s computer games because those were played by computer game owners who became computer game designers. Right. So, yeah. things like
0: Elite or whatever.
3: Yeah, I mean, that sold a lot in the UK, though. Yeah, uh, I, it. I was thinking more, well, every example I come up with is like, well, like, okay, uh, that, that sold a lot in Japan, like Raid Bungling Bay.
1: Um, oh, Bungling Bay. That's they call God. it in Japan. But
0: there, I know these are out there because you know you wind up having conversations with developers at shows or something, and you're like, uh, "Yeah, I was thinking about this obscure game, blah blah blah," and they're like, "I love that game," <laughs> um, and it's, yeah, exactly. it's weird. Like, I feel like Ranger X could have been one of those oh, big not old Ranger exactly, X. But it, but Ranger X is 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 the kind of game that you know tons of people played the Jack and Daxter games, but it feels like one of those things where. You know, it was supposed to be sort of for kids, but a lot of older people played it and were then like, oh, that's interesting.
1: Jack 2, good game. I don't know if that's exactly a not a non-big selling game, no, though. No,
0: that's, that's the problem. No, I, it's totally so what, outside of the criteria. What,
1: well, it's like, it, it's
3: really hard to think of a video game that's sold to any kind of audience without significant marketing behind it. hmm mm-hmm. And so, therefore, it's sold.
1: A lot by our metrics what what console or computer era do we think this game would be on I think well, for- I still think it's got to be early computer games
3: where a big seller is like thirty thousand
1: okay, If you we're know, just
3: going I, by I, pure numbers
0: i th- I think we could also say stuff like like that moon game that's coming back out that influenced oh, I know someone some people. Uh it didn't sell amazingly. It mm. it did it did well, but it didn't do amazing. And uh Earthbound has inspired a lot of people, Earthbound. but I guess it sold
3: a lot in Japan.
0: Yeah, but that's I think that's a good it's kind of the right genre.
3: Right. Like it was rediscovered decades later,
0: right? Or
1: decade singular, I guess. Yeah, I don't um, I don't know if Earthbound was a monster big seller by any means. Uh even in Japan? Even in Japan, no. I mean, okay. it was probably, it was decently big. It was Nintendo first party, uh, hmm.
0: And you know, that first Katamari, it, it came out and it did fine, but like, in, you know, in the US, it, it had a 10,000 print run at first.
1: Yeah, it did, you know? yeah.
0: And, and... Was it
3: only 10,000, the first print run? I
0: think the first run, print run was 10, 10 or 20 or something like that, and then they had to reprint it a bunch of times.
1: I bought two of those. Yeah sounds like they let limited run handle it because it was a limited run <laughs> hey <sighs> so but the, mm, i know okay i know i know, I know one right. uh, what okay. what about jet set radio
0: yeah i think actually the dreamcast in general is a Ooh. good space
1: to source for these
3: yeah um, like e- like even shenmu
0: yeah
1: like jet set That's radio a- had a bunch of marketing in the us but i don't really know if it, nec- it it didn't make any money i don't think
0: yeah it couldn't have sold more than a than a couple million because um, when microsoft a lot,
1: but... bought in for uh jet set radio future when they when they flopped down the the money pony for that game that wasn't uh necessarily they weren't basing that on sales they were basing that on weird they were making weird decisions like they yeah. they got a panzer dragoon game they paid right. for a panzer dragon that's weird i don't know yeah, they were
0: trying to get the japanese market somehow and they chose some of the otter games to do it with I appreciated it. Yeah, though. they
1: let they let a weirdo choose their games.
0: That's what I would have done, unfortunately. I would have
1: failed in the same way. I think also we could also look back at games like Persona 1 and 2 on PlayStation in the U.S. <laughs> Question number seven. Oh, yeah.
2: Are there any jobs in video games that cannot be done remotely?
1: Motion capture. Motion, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Motion capture actor. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta be on site
0: for that couch multiplayer QA. Yeah, sure. That's one. Um, there's not a lot of them, though. I guess the uh, the manufacturing of discs and cartridges cannot be done from afar. That's true. We don't yeah. have the right robots for that yet. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Robots.
2: Um, it's going through all the roles. So yeah, head. so why should we have like offices or headquarters for video game companies at all? Cuz
1: being able deserve- to walk over and say, uh, hey, what's up to somebody is uh, extremely valuable, I guess. And yeah. I'm a am a big work from home baby. I got my work from home diaper on 24/7 over here lately. That's that's a, a figurative diaper. Uh, yep, yeah, my I got my work from home diaper on over here. In my own experience with,
3: with development, I mean, what what's him saying is true. And, and I feel like all of the innovations happen in casual conversations in everything I've worked on. Yeah. So that's the value of being in an office is that people actually respond to you when you talk to them. Yeah. As opposed to uh, leaving Slack alone for a couple hours and coming back to it and giving a non-thoughtful reply.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I've noticed with you know i've had i've run a virtual team for the entirety of my experience but so much more stuff gets done so much faster when i'm in the same place as somebody and can be like hey what do you think about this and then we just talk about it and we come up with a better idea in in real time i've had to do calls for that reason and stuff but like frank says a whole bunch of the good stuff happens in the in between space when you're just talking about something else and then you wind up talking about video games and then you're like, you know, actually this kind of applies to what we're doing.
3: Yeah, agreed. Uh,
0: yeah, it's really good. And I, I have a totally irrelevant thing that I thought of when uh we were talking about package games because I was just talking to the CE former CEO of Acclaim Entertainment like an hour before this. And uh he was telling me that when Street Fighter Two was coming to home consoles and they had the Mortal Kombat license, they knew they needed to get out ahead of them. And they needed to do whatever they could to get out to market faster because, you know, they had blood. So they were going to be the one for adults and all that. And so that iconic commercial that they did back then, which is like a kid walking down these spooky Mortal Kombat lit stairs. And then he lifts lifts up his arms and goes Mortal Kombat. You remember that one? Yeah, of course. So uh, the reason they did that was because having only the words mortal Kombat" in there meant they didn't have to localize the commercial for any different regions. So they could just (laughs) launch the same commercial in all regions at once. So, uh, that has nothing to do with this, but since I thought of it, I wanted to tell you right now,
3: (laughs) it's the mega man three, anything else you need to know ad, but made even more succinct, right? Right. It's good stuff.
0: Anyway, uh, working together with people in an office is pretty cool, but it's such a, such an expense. Good Lord. Yeah, and that's why I don't do it. Well, the other reason is because nobody that I work with lives in the same state as me anymore. It mm-hmm. used to be nobody lived in the same country. That was even even further. But we're, we're working across. Uh, we got three states in the U.S. here and we got three countries in Europe. And that's where everybody works on my team. I'm going to bring up my wife again because she's the only person I talk to right now.
3: She is. she works in uh, uh, in tech. Uh, in a, and used to work in a San Francisco office, and what they're finding during the pandemic is that some people thrive being at home, and some people thrive being in the office. Yeah, and, and and you know, I don't know what the middle ground is for that, but some people are really struggling, and some people, including my wife, are are like doubling their productivity being at home. So offices also exist for them, other people that 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 need that social energy or whatever
0: yeah that's an interesting thing i've been watching happen over time Uh, my girlfriend's company has i mean the exact same scenario some people are doing great some people are doing not great at all and they're having to have like virtual happy hours and stuff to try to remember that human beings exist right (laughs) yeah oh yeah they just they just can't they can't be away from it i don't know it's it's uh different strokes i guess um, one one thing that impacted us is, you know, we're, we're making a game for Stadia right now and they have a, a team to do certification checks as all companies do. But they have been super impacted by this because I believe they must have been using testing companies and those companies are no longer together in their offices. And so they can only use their internal stuff and it's just slowed everything way down. Which is very interesting. But the promise
3: of Stadia is that you can play anywhere. That's right. Right.
0: Yeah, but you can't test anywhere. They didn't promise
2: that one. (laughs) Fair enough. Let's go on to our next question. Ironically enough, uh, this would have been a much more appropriate place to tell your Mortal Kombat anecdote. Dang it. Oh, Uh, no. uh, How do American video games change when they're adapted for foreign markets?
0: Oh, look at that. Yeah, that so we're talking about things like putting eyebrows on Ratchet.
3: Yeah, eyebrows on uh, Crash Bandicoot also. Yes, yes, you need eyebrows. Uh, eyebrows though. on uh, uh, Arrow the Acrobat, I think. Eyebrows on Kirby, but that's no, that's opposite. Sorry. Yeah, yeah they, the
1: opposite. they put they put eyebrows on American Kirby, right? They, so it's all about the eyebrows.
0: What is, what is Japan's fixation with eyebrows?
1: <laughs> They're funny. Eyebrows you know, are w- funny. Apparently,
0: I was recently having a conversation with a publisher from china who was like we are interested in potentially bringing your game over here to china and i was like well the issue is this game is chock full of skeletons and uh, <laughs> okay. you're, not, you're not supposed to put skeletons in games in china they don't like skeletons they don't like skeletons because it's bad for to think about death in that way
1: interesting
0: and so you know, they they actually just stopped replying to us when we said we had a bunch of skeletons in there.
3: That's great. Yeah,
0: so um, that's an interesting thing. So, like, in, uh, I think, World of Warcraft, they had a bunch of skeleton guys, and they had to turn them into zombie guys. Instead, they had to put a bunch of flesh on the bones because the zombies were okay, but the skeletons weren't. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. And then they did, I remember World of Warcraft, they also had this, like, panda that was supposed to appeal to the Chinese market and they just put a panda in like a traditional oldie times outfit and everybody hated it because it felt they felt like they were being patronized too and they had to totally change that panda and make him like a, a tough cool guy and then and then the fan response was much better.
3: Yeah, there's gotta be a lot of good localization horror stories or like jokes that were impossible to localize even. But yeah. uh I'm not aware of too many of those
0: there there are totally things where it's like did you not think about the the various reasons for this when you came up with this name or whatever right. where it just it becomes a a genital joke right. immediately uh i mean i can think of a puzzle in monkey island 2 that i have
3: Monkey Island too that i have no idea why anyone outside of english speaking countries would understand uh and it was all, also a terrible puzzle even though i spoke english which is that there's a a valve that's stuck that you can't turn. And the solution is to kidnap a monkey because it's a monkey wrench.
0: Oh, right. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I remember uh-huh. that one. I had to, we almost called the goddamn hotline, uh, because of that stupid, uh, joke.
3: terrible joke.
0: Yeah. And terrible uh,
3: puzzle. Tim Schaefer's fault, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. I confirmed this.
0: Dang it, Tim Schaefer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not, not <laughs> that God not darn the, guy. Not the Tim we got in here. He's yeah, okay. Yeah tim schaefer unfollowed me on twitter and uh whoa it was a while ago and i i happened to be at a trade show with him in croatia at a table with only 10 people and uh you know the conversation there was a lull in the conversation in general so i was like tim i noticed you unfollowed me on twitter (laughs) (laughs) oh god get
1: owned yeah tim schaefer uh, it was. An that's
3: awkward. like the sending the email thing, but in real life. That's great. Yeah,
0: I I enjoyed it. I, I knew he would. He has a he million would Twitter followers. To, yeah, he's got so many. I mean, that's probably why he unfollowed me because I was, I was talking about the socialisms or something. Um, I, not right. that he's against the socialisms. I'm I'm sure he's he likes them in general. He probably just didn't want to see it all the time.
1: I don't tweet about anything I care about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just that's,
1: video games. That's my trick. That's my secret. He unfollowed Hello. me too, by the way. So Oh, nice.
0: We're we're in the same boat. He bit.
1: follows one thousand one hundred and seventy one people.
0: Oh I made the cut. I'm still in. Hey
3: Dang it, Dang it Frank.
1: Does he decided he didn't like uh two thirds of the insert credit or <laughs> Oh, does he <laughs> yeah. uh oh does he follow you, Alex Jeffy's yeah, oh, oh, yeah. we Oh yeah. We uh, we're in our
2: we're in each other's DMs all the time.
1: Oh excellent. Nice. he just decided <laughs> he doesn't like uh
2: me
3: and Brandon. Yeah, just us. Probably not a listener of this show, or he's on the like the Frank only feed where <laughs> you only get my part of the
1: conversation. Yeah, just
2: your audio only. Yeah. yeah.
1: That would be pretty weird to listen to, but uh, yeah, maybe, you get maybe that fun.
2: on uh, onlyfranks.com. Only Franks.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, Frank, you just, you just finished with that uh, Fantasy Star translation redux. Did you do any funny stuff in there? funny stuff like jokes i know i mean like uh, we're, we're talking about localization
3: oh localization sort of. stuff no i mean i also i'm not a japanese speaker so if there was any
0: what you did the hair editor well i i didn't the, the, i the mean Project you, you did, all did. But... i didn't mean you specifically
3: yeah because uh well yeah it, it was just you can pick between black or brown hair for alice uh sorry alisa or whatever how, yeah. how do you pronounce that in japanese i don't even know Alice with an a at the end yeah it was between black and brown because she has brown hair but in the game on the map she has black hair and uh someone made a patch to change that to brown so then the project lead of this thing put that in as an option but um i can't think of any weird localization stuff in there other than there's a couple moments where the npcs you talk to are sega employees like the like gamer miki-chan yeah yeah uh, who uh i think answered the hotline or something and you know in in the japanese game you might have been familiar with this person
1: the end. anyway we
3: left her in just as is yeah. uh, but in the in the u.s game they changed that to something generic
2: Lame. question number nine
1: number nine number number nine
2: which video game characters would have the best tiktok accounts
1: oh man yeah. Tony Hawk. I'm going to tell you something about that TikTok. I was just uh telling somebody else about this the other day in a in a private conversation. So let's have it in a public one. Uh first of all, I don't think I've ever made like a good tweet on Twitter. I know people who have made tweets that have just entered the uh the stratosphere. Entered the, the 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 pop culture lexicon.
0: Like that drift person. I don't think I
1: really understand how to make like a good tweet. And uh I think I, I understand how to, like, be on Twitter and have a decent time with it, but I look at those TikToks, I downloaded the TikTok app, right, and I looked at it, and it's just wild what some of these kids are doing, yeah. and I'm just like, I understand why these are good, and I'm enjoying them, but I couldn't conceive of how to make one myself. That's yeah. how I
0: feel, and and yeah. that's why I'm content to just look at let them. the good ones filter through to Twitter for me, you know? Yeah. I'll, I'll i'll see what rises i mean above. there's
1: plenty of bad ones on the app in case you didn't uh, you probably don't have trouble believing that but it's a uh, there's there's on the on the app you as you just scroll through like the random feed you will see just kind of a bunch of nonsense on there but the good ones good, are good
3: it's such a good test as to whether as to how to judge a person based on how they react to tiktok like if the it's it's like when it's like Patreon, right? It's kind of the same thing. When people would make fun of people for having Patreons. It's like, "Okay, I can completely dismiss your opinions for the <laughs> yeah. rest of my life. I'm just done with you." And I feel the same way about TikTok where it's like, "Okay, you've hit the age where all young people are just bad. Therefore, all new ideas are bad. Therefore, mm-hmm. I can just ignore you forever. We're done."
0: Cool. Yeah, those this I don't know how people get into that space where they're like other people are having fun with this. I can't. I can't abide by this situation. You know, it's because like, it's different than
1: the thing that they do, and yeah. therefore mm-hmm. it's new and bad.
0: What you like is not what I like.
1: You know, <laughs> I guess uh, Sonic the Hedgehog had a pretty good Twitter for a while, right? Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not. That's not the real Sonic the Hedgehog. That was actually a uh, what? That was actually <laughs> just like a person, right? Oh, that was that. It was just a person, wasn't it?
2: I guess I, 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 mean, I don't know. I haven't okay. looked just, into just it. Just I've never sure. met that person. I
1: just assumed it was Sonic. Okay, so we're pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Sonic the Hedgehog would have a pretty good TikTok. Yeah.
0: I think Tails would have kind of a depressing one.
3: Um, I think th- it, No, I think I think I think Tails would have one where he makes like Rube Goldberg machines.
2: Oh, oh man, that would be. Oh, be good.
1: Sonic the Hedgehog is following 69 people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh my God. Oh, Very good. Dog rates. We rate dogs. Did I make the cut, though? No. He's following oh, dog no. rates and Jack Septic Eye. Hmm. Anamanaguchi? Mm-hmm. about,
3: uh, what's her name from Space Channel 5 might have a good TikTok? Ulala, oh, yeah. Ulala. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It could yeah, be
2: Yeah. Yeah, would have a great TikTok.
0: Oh, and you know, while we're at it, having that same conversation, one of those jet set radio persons doing their, uh, graffitos from on high that would be actually pretty entertaining
1: yeah that could be good
0: i still think uh tony hawk he's a he's a good video game character that would have a good tiktok although he he doesn't do tiktok now but just watching his uh his skate videos on twitter they're not complicated or anything he just shows some skating but it's like yeah
2: i'll watch
1: that guy has good social media yeah the presenters
2: from splatoon would have a good tiktok
1: yeah perhaps bubsy bubsy would probably be okay at tiktok no just kidding he would have (laughs) no he would would have the worst tiktok bubsy and gex could do one
2: but he would upload a new one like every single day he
3: would do it every half hour (laughs) and he wouldn't understand it at all because he's in my head he's he's about 48 years old uh so he would just you know be that embarrassing like teacher on on uh, the TikTok, trying to do what the kids are doing.
0: I'm here with my boy Gex.
3: <laughs> oh God, Gex! Yeah, Gex is so much a better game. Come on, yeah.
0: It, it, you know it's a better game, but it's not a better character. Like when you listen to him, he's he's yeah. he's just saying like, "Do I make you horny, baby?" Every oh, five it's awful. seconds. <laughs> it's a-
1: Gex, uh, Gex, <laughs> Bubsy, Arrow the Acrobat, Time Tasmanian for Pokemon, Meow. Um, Yeah, any one of those talking dogs. Just just get Mudkip
0: in there, doing the TikTok, just saying Mudkip over and over. Uh, Yeah, Mudkip,
1: Mudkip. I guess everybody likes that little guy, don't they? I like that guy. He's got an ostentatious, impetuous personality.
0: Got a cute little face and everything. Hi, my name is Mudkip. Is that
3: what he
1: says?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey,
1: guys. Captain,
3: Captain of the Mario. I was trying to go through all the Mario characters. I think Captain Toad. Captain Toad would be the one that could do a good TikTok. He's always pretty happy. He's got a lamp on his head. Energetic. He's going to interesting places. I
0: think if Luigi were really, like, self-aware about his unfortunateness, Luigi would probably be pretty funny.
1: (laughs) So is is
2: Luigi the Tony Hawk of the Mario universe? Luigi just
1: accidentally smacking himself in the face with a frying pan every ten seconds.
2: Oh! Luigi! (laughs) I don't know if Luigi's
0: quite self-aware enough to be the Tony Hawk of video games of TikTok.
3: No. You would ruin Luigi if
0: you made him self-aware.
3: Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think
2: we've reached a good consensus on this one. Let's move on to question 10. This is our leftover question from last week. Oh, leftover. But it's still good. Rank these decades from best to worst specifically for video games.
1: All right, kill me.
2: The 80s, the 90s, the aughts, and the 10s. Mm. It's just backwards.
1: <laughs> no, the '90s are the best. '90s are the so, best.
2: Are we
0: talking about? So we're talking best to worst. What's top and and, yeah. and What's
1: bottom here? So which one's topper? It? Which one's the flopper? Mm,
0: it's a it's a tough one because I I could make a really good argument for all of them except the '80s.
1: The '80s have all of those uh, those Super Nintendo or not Super Nintendo those regular Nintendo games. Yeah. Like, don't well, you don't
3: have a lot in the actual
1: 80s, though. You know yeah, what? C-
0: can we put the 80s at the bottom? Can we just put them there? Yeah, absolutely. I
1: could live the rest of my life without ever playing the original Donkey Kong again. Oh, yeah, yeah, done. No offense yeah. to it.
3: I might, I might live the
1: rest of my <laughs> yeah. life. Donkey Kong 94 is the best. Oh, sure. Al- also, uh, if you play, I mean, okay, if if you have to burn the 80s. We're not burning them, we're just putting it at the bottom of the list, but if we had yeah. to burn them and say we can't play any games from the 80s ever, sure, I'd just play Super Mario All-Stars, Super Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, yeah. I would just do that. I don't know. Uh, yeah.
0: So, next- Yeah, I guess you
3: got all three of the Marios in the 80s. Yeah, that
1: is true. Hmm. Well,
0: Mario 3 was- It was 88. Yeah. 88. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oops. Yeah. Wow. I daren't forgot about that.
3: You should look at all the other games in 1988 and realize uh, how significant Mario
1: Three was. <laughs> yeah, it's incredulous.
3: So 80s on the bottom. Uh, sure. I think I think the the 20 teens are at the top. I think the last ten years have been incredible. You think, mate? I I I would personally go teens 90s uh, aughts because I I just feel like that era had some good stuff, but kind of lost its track for a while in terms of uh fun maybe
0: yeah uh, and then so 80s on the bottom top top to bottom 80s two, no <laughs> 2000 oh, sorry bottom to top um, okay. 80s <laughs> 2000s 90s teens that's 10s.
3: my pick so far but uh, i'm happy to hear some c- counter arguments
0: it's kind of where i was going i mean the, in the because i love i love a lot of that 2000s stuff but like try to play an rpg from that time and it it like it was all about right. how many hours you could put in there uh-huh. and just the grinding
1: away. I'm 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 a big boy, baby boy over here, and I know the '90s are the best period, and yeah. uh, I would say the 2000s are the second best because I like all those. I mean, you're gonna you got your whole PlayStation Two is in there, your whole PlayStation yeah. Two lives in there, and the PlayStation Two was home of the hits H O T H for years. Gosh. Hot, yeah,
3: but would you rather play a PlayStation 2 game right now or you know, all these amazing games that came out in the last 10 years?
1: Like, what game? What's
3: what's given? I don't know, like Celeste is one that we came up with recently as like
1: being one of the best platform That's games. That's a hot tape, right? but if I had to, yeah. I'd burn it. Wow, <laughs> wow. If I had to, if it meant I wouldn't be able to play Kessen or the original uh <laughs> or the original SSX. Or Dynasty Warriors two <laughs> again. <laughs> I think the Kessin was the uh, was the giveaway there. Um, yeah. Shadow Hearts, sure. You know, God, I forgot that existed. You know
0: that Shadow Hearts game. If if only they made it very easy to play through it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's kind of a fun environment to be in. Shadow Hearts.
1: Yeah, they did, not the
0: look of it. Yeah i enjoy going around. There's there's that village you come to early on where all of the people are acting real weird and you're like, something's definitely off with this. And it turns out that they all are like a bunch of weird spirits, ate all the people there and then took their forms on. And uh, it's pretty spooky and creepy, but in a in a way that feels real cool to be in there. And that's why that's
1: it,
2: the best decade.
0: Too bad about playing it. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah.
1: I mean, I'd put the twenty tens after the twenty Would you? And then I I'd... mean,
0: I I could see it either either way because in the in the 00s you got you got your gearses and your Far Cry twos and your
1: Bullet Witch,
0: Bullet Witch Earth Defense Force uh, twenty seventeen. mm Hmm. Twenty 27- seven. 2017? Yeah, I don't know. I forget. Starting I everyone. feel
3: like any game that came out in the 90s or aughts has been cloned and probably uh, improved upon in the last 10 years.
1: That may be Might. so.
0: Could be. I mean, I, I could really go either way on, on that. I do think that the 2010s are... That's a good year. I mean, a good decade. Good I mean, I'm just years. thinking
3: like, Sonic Mania is the best Sonic. Monster Boy is the best Wonder Boy. You know, like I... I, I Celeste is the best Mario.
2: Yeah, 2010 is so, pretty deece. So what you're telling us is that nostalgia is fake.
0: And you know, I, I would love an opportunity to talk about this at much greater length, but the game Xenocrisis that came out on the Sega Genesis in uh, 2019, it has to be in the conversation for top X Genesis games of all time. Like, it, it wouldn't be number one, it wouldn't be number five, But when you get into that part of the list where you're like, I like all these, and I'm not really sure which one goes above which. It's a hot tape. Xeno Crisis is definitely in there. I I do. Let's make a note to talk about that game later, because, you know, when you talk about what if people were still making games for X platform, uh, but with modern sensibilities,
2: that is actually
0: one of those. That's fair enough.
2: It's time to go on to our lightning round. Give me that lightning. this week's lightning round is flavor of the month oh, You have yeah. three minutes to come up with an ice cream flavor based on a video game okay. include ingredients and an appropriate name for the flavor
0: who makes this ice cream is it ben and jerry's that's an important question because uh, this be a- is a
2: baskin robbins joint okay so it's not M- not a mario not luigi's a, no,
0: no big puns in here uh,
3: baskin robbins are all just flavored like sugar from what i remember exactly yeah.
2: baskin yeah, robbins sugar and air. Yeah, it's bad.
1: Thirty-one flavors. Try just getting one good one first, fella. Is what I would get say. The first oh. one right. Master vanilla, then you can go on to whatever trash you're trying to infect our birthday parties with.
0: So wait, we're 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 taking a video game and we're trying to make a flavor out of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So we have to choose a, a game first.
3: No, no.
0: It's lightning round. <laughs> oh, he's gonna get. I yeah. I thought you were just g- giving us the one task. He was
1: mistake, explaining the rules before sense. he began the contest
3: fool. and we were just continuing to talk which is not allowing him to start the lightning round no which, no uh,
1: no
2: actually brandon's right you gotta decide on a video game oh what? we do yeah ha. yeah you got two and a half minutes now excellent finally oh so it's not the lightning round
0: it yeah. is it's just different
2: uh, it's it, a lightning round because ah, it's three minutes instead of this six. is a this is ball
0: lightning not uh um, yeah. okay, okay ball lightning all right I come on we got a
2: game
3: uh, let's see. We, we, we're all thinking Sonic, I'm sure. Okay, Sonic. Uh nobody wants to eat uh, anything that's blue. Yeah, all I got, so blueberry is sort of your obvious jerk-off blue uh, raspberry. answer. Blue raspberry. is raspberry's good. I was thinking blue lemonade. Why would you have blue raspberry well, so ice
0: cream? Wh- do we want to do, like, a, a Neo-Neapolitan with, hi- um, blue, white, and red?
1: Ooh, I his- like that. Yeah. We well, gotta okay. get yellow yeah. in there, too, for the rings.
0: Oh, Maybe maybe sort of
3: flanking the white is just a smaller stripe of yellow.
0: The ring could be like your spoon has a ring shape, like it comes with a special spoon.
2: Oh, that's good.
1: There's already a famous Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog ice cream treat, though.
0: Yeah, there is. That melty bar that has the eyeballs all funny.
1: (laughs) It's particularly famous among ice cream treats and Sonic the Hedgehog merchandise.
3: So um, Raspberry Lemonade's... Pretty good combo. So I'm gonna start with blue lemonade and raspberry for the blue and red.
1: Okay. Okay. Blue raspberry. So it's sort lemon.
3: of a sort of a refreshing summer ice cream for blue sky and games.
1: Mm-hmm. And the okay. white is just vanilla.
3: I don't know. It's creamy. It's I would, weird.
0: I would like to. This this is gonna come from way out of left field here, but I'm a I'm a ice cream innovator over here. So I'm I'm gonna suggest that the white be a frozen yogurt so you get a texturally different thing mm-hmm. now got, is that called
1: got... fro-yo or FroGurt? which do <laughs> got you got to fro fast got a got uh, i'm a not i'm not ordering
3: any any yogurt from a baskin robbins
0: <laughs>
2: yeah but we're probably yeah. not getting any ice cream from so baskin- is the robbins slogan
1: gotta fro <laughs> Yes.
2: <laughs> you know i was prepared to give this for brandon for comprehending the rules but i i may Dang. have to change the way i'm going gotta fro grass <laughs> got all right it's pretty good you got 10 seconds bring it home
0: uh i think that's it i mean i think we did it
3: <laughs> and then the yellow ring is just oh wait no that's a spoon
2: okay a yeah spoon. we're gonna sonic the hedgehog the ice got to fro grass uh tim pro-grass. rogers is our winner this week's episode oh no sorry tim, oh, it's it sorry, under tim. The
1: wire. all right do any of you have any plugs or recommendations I'm gonna plug. Try eating just butter pecan or pistachio ice cream. They're the only two flavors that I like.
0: I do not like those. Those are man, the two I best. I love them.
1: I like a no pistachio. Way. I think pistachio oh, is the. Pistachio. You like p- pistachio, Sorry. Frank? What's that? You like pistachio? You said. Yeah, I like pistachio. I, think it's I like my pistachio
0: favorite. too. I got hung up on on you, on your butter. pecan. You don't pecan. like butter
1: pecan? Why not? No,
0: uh, man. I don't know. Any, anytime you put the word butter into a sweet treat <laughs> I, it just doesn't work for me
3: it just throws
1: you <laughs> off it discombobulates you yeah i can't i can't handle it yeah, it's, sh- uh- oh, that's interesting
3: wait, my my favorite dessert flavor is salty butter
1: wait I are you are you basing uh, uh your your dislike of butter pecan ice cream on the name not on uh or are you just saying that
0: i don't know if i've had a good butter pecan ice cream but i've had that i've had butterscotch i've had uh buttered popcorn jelly bellies don't Mm -hmm. like i wouldn't have a buttered
1: popcorn jelly Belly. i wouldn't touch that with a 14 foot pole
0: yeah you gotta get it we're gonna need a bigger pole yeah what i what i like
1: i like i just like your regular old boring butt haagen dots uh butter pecan ice cream purchased at the corner store in my neighborhood when i feel like eating sugar which is once every three weeks or so
0: i think haagen dots is owned by nestle now unfortunately oh no those
1: evil evil freaks
0: Yeah, so uh, that that has curtailed our Haagen Dazs Well,
1: I'll tell you what. Here in New York City, I can find pretty decent ice cream elseways of the Haagen Dazs, uh, and maybe that's a decent reason to uh, begin the exploration process. I've had good pistachio gelatos around here. You ever have those? Oh yeah, fantastic! It's gloriously delicious.
0: Oh right, that's what we were talking about.
3: Right. What
1: other Uh, What (laughs) other recommendations you all got? playing that uh
3: that control game. That's pretty good. Oh, love that one. The Control it on PC. So, yeah, I got it on PC. It was uh $30 on the Epic store where it is exclusive currently. Mm-hmm. Um also Epic sent me a $10 coupon cuz some other game I bought before uh is cheaper now, so they gave me 10 bucks. So I bought a $30 I bought a uh $30 game. With a ten dollar coupon, came out to twenty bucks, and then they gave me another ten dollar coupon.
1: Those they're That's just, they're good just deal. handing out free money. That Fortnite money, yeah. They, they're just that
3: that epic that Epic Store. Uh, you know what? That's my
0: recommendation.
3: Okay. Take advantage of the Epic Store while they're still just throwing money at you. Because yeah, okay. eventually they ain't uh, going to be.
0: I was talking about light jazz and jazz fusion earlier, so oh, I'm Jay just going to recommend generally Jeff Lorber as a as a musician to enjoy if you like that ponytail jazz. Um, PTJ. It's pretty fun. He's he's pretty much any of his albums where he's where it doesn't have it, it's not the Jeff Lorber fusion band, which is more j- actually more jazz oriented. If you want to hear the real cheese ball stuff, get the uh, the albums that just have his name, such as "Worth Waiting For" or some other ones that I can't WWF. call to mind immediately. But uh, yeah, Jeff Lorber that's my uh, that's my recommendation.
2: I got a couple recommendations. You want to hear them? Heck oh yeah. wait, let
1: me give my one real recommendation. Is You can subscribe to my YouTube channel on youtube.com slash action button where I have the custom URL youtube.com slash action button now. And you just put out that video. I'm action button on all of the social medias now. So I went. That's great. I've got it on all of them.
2: Here's my recommendation. If you enjoyed this podcast, you could give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast distributing platform. You could also support the show directly on Patreon at patreon.com slash insert credit. If you subscribe at any level, you can access our episodes one day early or submit your own questions to the show. Uh, You can also follow us on Twitter. Uh, The show is at insert credit. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Frank is at Frank Cifaldi. Him is at 108. And Brandon is at Necrosofty. You can also keep the conversation going on forums.insertcredit.com, where these episodes are posted and some of us may show up to respond to your comments. Until next time, I'm Alex Jaffe. And I am Frank Cifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. And I'm Brandon Sheffield. And your game has now been saved.
1: I always need to go to the goddamn bathroom. I'll be right back then. What a Brandon Sheffield. Hey! Yeah. <laughs>